uh, welcome back to another episode of the uh, District H podcast. We have a uh, we have a menage a trois today. We got uh, myself, uh, Mr. Uh, Bobby Juice, Robert Johnson, and uh, of course, Mo Scott. And we're going to be talking about all things conditioning. So the the goal of this month was to kind of dig into our programming. Miranda is going to be putting out a blog post on the strength side of things, but I thought it'd be nice to get us all on the mic and talk about conditioning. It's one of those things I think is often misunderstood, but very popular. And so we wanted to give our take on what it means to have intention behind conditioning, how she, you should approach it, maybe some of the uh, some of the BS that's out there in the industry. Do you think there's a lot of BS, Robert? When there's it comes to so condition? much. So conditioning, much cardio, whatever you want to call it. I think... Uh, Every, every time we kind of go down this rabbit hole, I think it's important that we start with definitions because people, I'll, I'll throw out a term and I assume it means something, but people are like, that's not what I thought that meant. So let's just talk about the definition of what conditioning means. So just to throw you the softball, Robert, what does conditioning mean to you when you hear the term conditioning? I actually looked up the definition. Okay. It's the process of training to become fit through a regimen of diet and uh, exercise. Wow, that is the actual definition of conditioning. Is that is that uh, Webster's or Marion Webster? <laughs> Marion Webster. Okay, and then what's your take on that? Would you agree? Disagree? Do we need to make I think, a, write I think a letter? It, in <laughs> regard, in regard, this is BS in regards to like what we're talking about. I think conditioning is the the attempt to condition the body for said stimulus of something more cardiovascular in nature. Right, okay. we're trying to improve our cardiovascular capacity. So fancy word word for I want to be better breathing heavy. You know, let's make it simple. And that can mean like a few different things, right? So like uh, elite athletes condition, mm -hmm. right, for their sport. Uh, endurance athletes uh, condition for their sport. We have GPP in here. That means there's a certain type of conditioning that the general population is doing, right? But there's right. some sort of intention. Well, we'll get into when it <laughs> doesn't become intentional. But there is some sort of intention or something, some sort of outcome we're trying to drive through cardiovascular fitness. Right. right. Definitely. How is that different from strength? Like, Ooh, that's a good question. We can, I think a lot of times when we talk about like strength and conditioning, a lot of people think of it black and white. Like strength means this, conditioning can only mean this. Right. If we break it more down to a granular level, I think it's a little bit more of a spectrum, right? So different types of muscle contractions, right? Like right. something's a little bit more intense. Um, something maybe is not more intense uh, or even members saying different things. Like today we did those three by 10 RDLs and people mm -hmm. are like, man, I'm breathing hard. Like this feels like cardio. Like, yeah. I think there's something to be said about people saying that out loud to make it feel like it's more of a spectrum. What are your thoughts on that strength versus conditioning? I would say the simplest way you could probably put that is conditioning is like kind of one long, steady contraction, you know, like multiple kind of contractions, just kind of going back and forth right. throughout the different, whether you're doing a squat, whether you're doing the push up, whether you're doing jumping, something along the lines, like you're constantly just having these tiny little small contractions through your body. Um, strength training, on the other hand, you can kind of put it as like a one rep max, one rep max back squat. This is like one hard contraction, pushing the blood, getting the muscles going, firing you back up out of the hole of the back squat. That's how I would kind of like pigeonhole like strength to the max and conditioning to the max. Like think of just moving nonstop for an hour. Your body's having these small little contractions to get going. Back squat, like two seconds, boom, you're up and you're standing. Right. So like, let's let's I'll just use the simplest movement. Like, let's talk about running. Right. Mm -hmm. It's a lunge pattern movement, right? Like where it's, it's unilateral. We're kind of going back and forth. What's the difference? What's happening in the body between like 
going for a run and doing like a Bulgarian split squat? Like what kind of like at the physiological level, what's happening? Good question. So basically your body is sending signals during a split squat to like promote mTOR or promote like mechanotransduction. Fancy word for it's going to contract really, really hard in your muscle and promote myofibular uh, disruptions. So we're basically sending signals to the muscle to destroy itself essentially and then repair and create new muscle. Whereas if we're running, it's just nice and steady blood flow and oxygen throughout. And we're not actually causing enough contractions to simulate something like myofibular pro uh, protein synthesis, but we're increasing mitochondrial density, increasing sar sarcoplasmic, um, like not hypertrophy, but like reticulum, like um, fluid level. And yep. like that kind of, kind of opens up the window as to like what we're doing with those two avenues. Yeah. So like. Because obviously, as you as you add load to a Bulgarian split squat, or let's say like you take it till failure, like what's actually happening in the muscle is it, it's increasing tension, right? Mm -hmm. It's going right. like, I need more power, more power, more power, because this right. weight's getting heavy. Whereas like in cardio, it's like you never really kind of get to that level of intensity. To your point, it's just kind of these aerobic contractions that mm -hmm. are happening. Like muscles just stimulated, 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 just to kind of keep you moving. Right. So like not to, not to beat listeners down with this but you can kind of understand how like it's more of a spectrum versus this absolute like mm -hmm. oh strength can only mean this or cardio can only mean this it's like hey at the end of the day it's just different types of muscle contractions that have their own benefit which we'll mm -hmm. kind of get into but for the most part conditioning is just very mild repeatable muscle contractions mm -hmm. and when we squat heavy it's just one big contraction that needs to happen because we're moving a heavier or more intense load yeah generally yeah. speaking um let's let's kind of pivot now to like Bought a CrossFit CrossFit term here. Let's go. Why not? Naughty. I know naughty. <laughs> I was like, are we even a CrossFit gym? HQ, if you guys hear this podcast and you come after me, like we are not affiliated with you anymore. So <laughs> disclaimer. Disclaimer. Um, the sickness wellness fitness spectrum. Hmm. Dr. Greg Glass. I don't think he's a doctor, but Greg Glassman. Doctor. Dr. Greg Glassman. And then even like James Fitzgerald added the idea of vitality to that that spectrum. But um Let's talk about where conditioning fits mm. in different parts of that spectrum. Because I think okay. you and I are, we're always talking about um, strength training, benefits of strength training. If we had to increase the return on time for you, you should probably be doing strength training. But that doesn't mean that you neglect conditioning. And depending on what the goal is, am mm. I just trying to get you away from sickness? Right. Are we trying to get to maximal physical expression? Like, what does that all look like? So I, I wanted you to kind of speak to what conditioning is mm -hmm. for people in different parts of that spectrum. So let's just start with the sickest of the sick. Why do these people, let's say they're pre-diabetic or diabetic or overweight or like about to go to on like medications and drugs and blood pressure medicine and all that stuff. Why is conditioning beneficial for them? Generally speaking, I would say conditioning would be beneficial to get some sort of movement and right, like somewhere to start a basis to kind of get some um, soil laid down for the ground of the foundation of the house you want to build on, right? So whether you're super scared of strength training or super nervous about that, I would say conditioning can kind of be a good platform for you to start with just to get some kind of blood, blood flow, build some mitochondrial density and just kind of yeah. figure out a way to promote more health and wellness to kind of helpfully, hopefully get you more towards something that would help you in a bigger way. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Like, you know, just stronger heart, yeah. maybe uh stronger intercostal muscle, stronger diaphragm, just being able to kind of shift blood around and, and get oxygen to cells more efficiently. Like yeah. all of that's going to promote health, right? Absolutely. You brought up uh mitochondrial density, metabolic health. What does it mean to be metabolically healthy in your mind? That's a good question. I would say someone who is metabolic, metabolically healthy is someone who is um, 
less likely to be prone towards like something like type 2 diabetes or mm -hmm. just in general disease in itself. So I think there's a couple ways you can kind of go about that, which we can kind of talk about in a okay. second. But I, I would say there's a lot of different definitions for metabolic health out there. I would say the one that probably sticks the best is like the farther you weigh away you are from type 2 diabetes, the more metabolically healthy you'd be. So like someone who's type 2 diabetic, uh, basically they're not able to utilize different fuel substrates for different intensities, right? So like, for example, the aerobic energy system, right? Mm -hmm. Like we're, we're just sitting here talking right now, not doing anything intense. At this stage, at a low intensity, the body prefers to burn fat. Mm -hmm. Is that fair to say? Yeah, that'd be fair to say. Type 2 diabetic is not able to do that as efficiently because of their tolerance or intolerance towards carbohydrates. Like the mm -hmm. body's just like, we're using carbs for everything. Yeah. yeah. Kind of right. Is that fair to say? That's fair to say. Yeah. Yeah. So I would say like when I think of metabolic health, it's the ability to increase like proper cellular function at all levels of intensity. Right. So like if you are doing, if you're just sitting down and talking, we're able to, we're able to burn the right type of fuel. And mm -hmm. if we're hitting a sprint, we're able to burn the right type of fuel. To me, that means we're, we're probably metabolically healthy. Yeah, I would agree. So what about let's move to like the other end of the spectrum. Okay. Like what if you're a high performance athlete, where does conditioning typically fit in with these people? I would say depending on the sport, it would come down to like things we've talked about, like limiters, you know, like what specifically do you need to train to get you to where you need to be at a certain level? So like maybe it's your steps when you're a pole vaulter. So you have to practice that under fatigue and under high stress or whether it's a sprinter, you have to practice like if you run the 200, you're going to practice running 250s to kind of get that over over stimulus to kind of help you push through that last 100 meters or 50 meters for 200 meter sprint. But it just kind of, I think it depends very specific to your sport. And so like in college, you were fullback, right? Yeah. So like your sport was literally like sprinting anywhere from 10 to 15 seconds, resting for a minute, repeat for like three hours. Yeah, yeah. So like, is it fair to say like if we were training a elite level football player, it's like we should probably replicate that as much as possible. How do we do that, right? Yeah. Let me put you on a salt bike. We're <laughs> going to do 20 second sprints rest 20 second sprints rest is that fair absolutely yeah. yeah yeah tapping into those energy systems like you're saying a very similar time domains and power outputs that you would do in your actual sport now you still need to be able to lift a lot of weight and, and carry a ball and carry or a catch ball. a ball <laughs> like you got to have some sort of skill acquisition i right? think track is maybe like a better like track and fields maybe a little bit simpler right like you're a sprinter like your your one goal mm -hmm. is to like if you're a 200 meter sprinter it's like 20 seconds yeah that's it just yeah. flat out like that's what you're training for and then obviously we can go like i was talking to katie a few weeks back like her sport is ultra marathon running right mm -hmm. you have to be able to train for those incredibly long distances that's her conditioning that's how she trains what about the general population like people who aren't sick mm -hmm. but people who aren't training for anything super specific like i'm not a 200 meter sprinter like i'm not a elite football player i'm just trying to be healthy and whatever that means. Like, what is that? What should that look like? I think that I think it's definitely kind of a balance. I would probably lean towards more resistance training type stuff, but as well as putting in those low intensity steady state cardio sessions, as well as some hit training sessions to kind of just stimulate that to kind of almost like looking at it in the scheme of like, I want to be harder to kill. Yeah. Right. If a zombie's chasing me down a street, are you going to be able to outrun it? Yeah. If you're just a bulky bodybuilder that bodybuilds all the time, heavy reps, all that kind of stuff, like you might have a good fighting chance, but like if you are running a mile a week or if you're doing like 30 60 minutes of cardio a week at some point like that's going to help you in the long run because like i look at it as like in the big grand scheme of things if you are unfit you are doing a disservice to everyone around you yeah. so let's say you're in a grocery store shit it's the fan someone something happens someone goes down like 
they're going to look to the fittest person in the room and like, I want to be that person. You know, like you yeah. want to be the person that's not the one that gets everybody killed in the movie. Yeah. You know, so like that is what we're kind of shooting for with GPP. You want to be harder to kill. Yeah. And I think that was kind of the pitch that was given to us, right? Throughout mm. like our own CrossFit journey is like the unknown and unknowable. The hopper. So when the apocalypse, <laughs> apocalypse, and they throw like this, the random stuff at you, like when the car flips over and you got to save the child. Lift from it. Under, and you got to, yeah. <laughs> just set the back. I it, it's funny how my thought process has kind of evolved over time. I think it's more of like, like get out of the unknown and unknowable. How about just giving people the independence and autonomy to do whatever they want whenever they choose? Mm-hmm. If you no. want to go for a sprint, you're able to do that. If you want to go for a 50 mile hike, you're able to do that. You have the fitness to support that. Yeah. That's how I start to think about it over time. Like even like the unknown and unknowable and throwing out these ridiculous scenarios that are never gonna happen in your life. To me, it's more of like you just have the freedom. If you choose to want to do that, you can do that, right? Yeah. You're never going to be an elite level marathon runner, never going to be a gold medalist when it comes to the hundred meter sprint, but you're going to be able to do both as you see fit with your yeah. fitness. Yeah. It's kind of like that, that, that argument that the CrossFitter is the jack of all trades. Right. We'll say like, they're not going to win the hundred meter sprint, but they'll probably be like third to fifth, you right. know, like being able to your point, have the capacity to do anything. I want to go hike for six hours. I want to go swimming for a mile, you know, like doing those things. Um, with GPP, I think is definitely the goal. Yeah. And I think most people like I used to, I used to kind of wrestle with the whole idea of like, well, GPP doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And I think for the average person it does. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, unless you have a very specific goal, yeah. how about I just create enough variability within your training where you have freedom of choice to do what you, whatever you see fit. Yeah. Right. And, and most members at our gym end up like kind of picking one some days over the others depending mm-hmm. on what type of fitness they want in their life. but yeah but that's, that's we're looking at you yeah but that's totally fine you know um and now like the, the other thing too that you brought up kind of like the crossfitter jack of all trades so you know like my personal opinion i think crossfit has moved heavily towards the sport side mm-hmm. of things versus the general wellness side of things i think most of the members in our gym don't care about the sport um maybe a couple do but most people don't um is GPP still, call it CrossFit or call it whatever you want, you know, absent the sport, absent maybe like heavy barbell cycling, incredibly high gymnastic skills. Like is if you're just recommend the average person to training modality, do you think that GPP is probably their best bet with no specific goal in mind? With no specific goal? Um, I think so. I think it's a good, it's a good place to start until you find out what you're more passionate about, let's say, or something that like yeah. you kind of like fall into, you know, like for you, it was... You started with CrossFit, but then you fell in love with weightlifting. Right. You know, for moral, it's CrossFit, and now it's still CrossFit. You know, it's kind of just like finding that niche for you where like, oh, maybe I really like these gymnastic days or, oh, I really like this thing, you know. But I think picking something which we'll talk about intentionality that you're not the greatest at and also focusing on that to help fill those holes. Yeah. That kind of answers your question. Yeah, I think like, you know, when they talk about building a broad base, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of just gives you that freedom to kind of tilt your fitness however you see. Again, like however you see fit. Like for me, it was like, okay, like I have a... I can go lift heavy weights and compete in weightlifting, but I can still come into a group class and do okay. Mm-hmm. You know, like I have that fitness built. You yeah. Know? So I think it allows people to kind of try different things in their own fitness and how right. they want to express it. Um, where do you, where do you think like when it comes to conditioning for general wellness, we're talking about people who want to be balanced. They want to have fun. Mm. For them, this is just one part of their day. It's not the priority of their life. They're like, hey, like, I just want to make sure I get my activity in today and in something that I enjoy that's balanced and fun. But I do think that there is a limit to productive volume Mm. and entertainment, right? Right. Which is, in my mind, 
we'll get into like boutique fitness and cardio and kind of what this has turned into. But do you want to speak to that a little bit about like this balancing point of like, hey, it's okay to want to come in here and sweat, but just understand what you're trying to accomplish in here, right? Like energy system training, making you well-rounded, but at what point does that become just entertainment? Like at what point does that just become... I'm sweating and I'm moving and that's cool. But like, yeah. what are we doing here? Like, what yeah. is, what do you think about? I think it comes down to like the goals, like we've kind of talked about before, of like what you want to do with it. But I think for a lot of people, if I would assume they'd want to like lose fat, be healthy, all that kind of stuff. So just coming in and burning said calories or going through the motions with that isn't going to be the best way to get you to where you want to go. You know, you're going to have to add some resistance training. And if you just kind of have this, this pish posh, attitude of just like, I don't know what it did last week. We're kind of just going through the motions this week. It's just like, I get it and I understand it. But like, people don't understand that this is something to supplement your life. And if you actually put some intentionality behind it, it will pay dividends tenfold in your average day-to-day life to where like you're realizing how, what, I, what people don't understand is how shitty they actually feel right now until they actually have a good day where they feel good, yeah. you know, till they, they have like one or two or three days where they like eat clean for a week, you know, and don't stop at Burger King or Whataburger, wherever it is. They got here. seven hours of sleep, they seven, got seven days hours of row. sleep, yeah, seven like, days row. And you're like, oh my God, how did I live for the past 10 years of yeah. my life? Because you just don't realize that like, okay, it's cute to come in and burn 200 calories and then go <laughs> eat that right back and is that, double. Is that- is that, is that the right figure, 200? <laughs> Shoot, somewhere, somewhere, if you're spending an hour doing cardio, it's probably 200 to 600, you know? Okay. And if that, it's just, okay, you eat that in like half a meal or two, and then you're just back at an energy balance, you know? So it's kind of like, spend your time being more intentional about it, and you can see a lot more progress versus the people that we've seen in here for, or just in general CrossFit gyms for six years, look the same, move the same, haven't really progressed in anything. The people still doing ring rows that can't do pull-ups yeah. when everybody else has been doing pull-ups for years now and they're still just doing ring rows or doing step-ups. And I think like when, you're, when your goal is not the sport of fitness, right? Mm. When, you're not, you, when you don't want to compete at a high level and you're like, you're not in the sport of exercise. Mm. Yeah, that general kind of like, yeah, I just, I'm just kind of here to have my time. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think there's value to that, but I think we can do a little bit better. Right. You know what I mean? I think that's what we're saying is like, just don't, don't mindlessly go through things and just be like, I, I won the day. I won the whiteboard. I, and we'll get into that a little <laughs> bit later too, but more of just like, hey, how can we be more productive here? Um, the other thing I think about too, when it comes to conditioning. So let, let's talk about the client journey real quick. Okay? So like Ooh. we have someone that knocks on our door. That never happens. They come through our website, but they, they knock on our door. New lead. Who does? <laughs> New lead. Who does? Like three or four. Just come years. in and be like, look, how are you guys? I yeah. had somebody knock on the door the other day. He was selling yeah. me art paintings. He's like, I do self portraits. His name's Rambo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> what a fall from grace. <laughs> you didn't He's, take him up on it? I didn't take him up okay. on it. <laughs> I thought about it. I'm like, you know what? Nah. Went from fighting in Vietnam to now doing. Yeah, I was like, your name's not Rambo, is yeah. it? And he's like, ah, it's Rambo. I'm like, all right, cool. And then he, we'll he, he, he walked Rambo. out like later. We'll call with Rambo. We'll go with Rambo. Um, they come in, um, probably catching them at one of their more vulnerable times in their life, incredibly unhealthy or just wanting to get fit or whatever it is, right? We do about three months of strength and conditioning, CrossFit, whatever, and they're going to get pretty healthy. I, I would say like metabolically, mm-hmm. they're going to get pretty healthy. Like yeah. we're going to start preventing type 2 diabetes or getting to the the far ends of the extreme of sickness, right? And then maybe we our heart gets a little bit bigger. We start creating those blood vessels that are able to deliver oxygen. So we're moving faster. We're doing well. We're losing some weight. We're doing all that stuff. Mm-hmm. In your mind, how long would it take to get someone from like, I'm kind of sick, I come to District H, I, I'm pretty consistent, and now I'm, I'm relatively healthy where conditioning 
in terms of effort is not adding the dividends aren't there anymore. Where in your where in your mind does that start to happen? Do you think? Ooh, for newbies, it can be like eight weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So like two months, that can kind of where it starts like it's not necessarily having the most bang for your buck. There's things that you can kind of talk about if you wanted to, like constraint energy expenditure. Where yeah. Like basically cardio induces more of that than strength training actually does. So yeah. like the more energy you put into cardio, the less energy you expend outside in your everyday life. Okay. And I would say two to three months. I mean, I would say you can kind of push that to probably six months to where you want to start getting more intentional. I would say just because like the more time you would spend just doing, let's say, group class or conditioning is going to not give you the results you're looking for. If that is what you're looking for, you know, focusing more towards metabolic health and looking good, moving good. So like and assuming we got the the diet dialed in, like, you know, yeah, to the nines. That's that's where I mean, honestly, if we just cleaned up nutrition, you probably don't even necessarily need the cardio. You need some of it. But like, you know, that's what's going to move the needle. But like, let's talk about your journey for for like real quick. You walked into a CrossFit gym. Mm -hmm. You're a relatively fit guy, right? Like what, where would you kind of place yourself in like terms of where you were at when you just walked into a gym and like, let's forget the skills, whatever you were strong dude, general conditioning, but where would you kind of place yourself? Top quarter, top? I would say top quarter. Yeah. yeah. Like I could move the barbells. If the workout was longer than eight minutes, I was kind of screwed. Yeah. <laughs> like it was, it was very much like I had like that wrestling conditioning and football conditioning. Like I knew how to move quickly well, but yeah. then like once it got closer to that like 10, 15 plus minute window, I was just gassed. And so like you're the kind of guy that I know like you you fell in love with it. You start training super hard. You, you take it, you take it seriously. In your own journey, how quickly were you able to get from like, okay, like wrestling conditioning, like very, very just fast, hard to, okay, I can do 30 minute AMRAPs and I feel pretty good. Like in your own journey, how long did that take you Ooh. of consistently training? Consistently training, I would say to where I felt comfortable with it, I would say at least like eight months to yeah. 12 months. Like it took at least a good year till I felt like comfortable moving through those longer piece Metcons. Yeah. Yeah. And now like the average, the average client in our gym is, you know, over two years. Mm-hmm. So let's say like they're able to build up a, the goal isn't to compete in fitness. Mm-hmm. They just want to be healthy. Let's say it takes them a year to get there. Right. Right. Where do you go from there in your yeah. mind when it comes to the goal of conditioning? Like, is it, it, it's okay to get a little bit faster. It's okay to get a little bit more powerful. It's okay to like, you know, be on the ground and like, feel like you got a lot done, but like for someone who's what, what's the goal of the conditioning for someone after that point in time, where they're able to cover the spectrum of energy systems? Like, what do you think? Like, what would you tell that person? I would tell them to kind of figure out what things they're not the greatest at and hammer those a little bit, you know, like focusing on those conditioning pieces that they get a little anxious about when they see them on the whiteboard, like, Ooh, mile run. Oh, yeah. there's three miles of running, you know, like focusing on those days and figuring out ways to like, okay, is it, my running cadence is it my running speed is it my pacing did i go really fast on that mile yesterday that yeah. we had you know like figuring out different strategies like the kind of the low-hanging fruit to start like positioning am i even breathing when i'm running am i holding my breath i know tons of people that hold their breath when they're running yeah. like, i don't know why i'm running so hard like are you breathing they're like oh yeah i should do that <laughs> <laughs> oxygen is important oxygen yeah. is important so you know it's just a lot of that low-hanging fruit for people to kind of help see lots of performance gains when it comes to conditioning but i mean specifically everyone has certain limiters within certain workouts so i would say starting there just like some of the low fruit stuff like positioning my breathing you know how's my running cadence you know but you're starting to kind of gamify the experience right you're, A little kind, bit. you're kind of trying to cr- make it an environment where you're having fun with it absolutely like, is like fixing your posture or like um actually that might be the wrong example <laughs> but like you know, fixing your stride or getting like five seconds better on a workout, is that making you healthier? 
I think that's all, probably not, yeah. you know, but you're, you're adding a little bit more entertainment or intention to what it is that you're trying to do. But you and I would say like physiologically health, mm. even to a certain extent performance, it's not really doing anything for you anymore. Right. So then right. what's, what's the purpose? And I think that's what we wanted to dig into today because with strength training, there's always a little bit more you can put on the bar. Yeah. Right. I mean, and even in conditioning, there's always a little bit more that you, you can always move faster or to your point, attack your weaknesses. But I think the conditioning element of what we do, sometimes people are just like, as long as I'm sweating and on the ground and like, <laughs> I'm tired, I did something productive. Mm-hmm. And I want you and I to be able to speak to like, that's not maybe the intention of what it is that we're trying to do with conditioning. Right. right? So like going back to GPP, I always think that like the goal that we're trying to do with anybody is sustainable fitness. Mm. You should be able, you should be able to work unless we are programming, which we do every once in a while, like a five minute sprint. It's <laughs> literally like this is meant to be like Fran or less. Mm. If we give you anything beyond that, you should try to make like you should try to figure out how you can pace and feel like you can carry it for a while. And yeah, maybe if you have a little bit extra, extra in the tank in the last minute, you empty it. But mm. like, it should always kind of feel that way. Do you want to speak to that a little bit? Like, you agree with that? I think that's a good place to start. I think if you're not trying to gamify it, you're not trying to be competitive, you're not trying to do that. I think figuring out the pace at which you can sustain, let's say indefinitely, right, is a great place to start. Like, how can I make this workout today feel like the workout yesterday, or the workout the day before? You know, like those workouts where it's like, Maybe it's a lot of upper body, lower body, upper body, lower body, like figuring out ways to help your body or just help yourself continuously move through those at a steady pace, I think is a great place to start for a lot of people. Yeah, I think like because the opposite would be like, okay, well, how do we train you guys to move at an unsustainable pace, right? So what does that look like? Okay, so if I gave you a 12 to 15 minute workout and you blow up in five minutes, (laughs) what did we accomplish? Absolutely no, because then now you're just you're dying at minute five and you're supposed to do seven more minutes of work. And it's just like the body's giving up. The body's giving up nothing. No adaptations are happening in a good way. You know, it's just kind of like, okay, what did we learn? Don't put your hand on the stove. Like, stop doing that to me. Right. And even (laughs) even in some of the rep schemes that we do, right, like Mm. descending, let's just use twenty one fifteen nine. Like the reason why you do that is because you're able to keep up power output or pace like you're the time it takes you to perform a movement stays the same throughout because as you get tired, we're lowering the amount of reps that you have to do, right? Like that's right. just an internal way of controlling pace. But I always try to teach people like, try to figure out a way where you could be super consistent in any workout. Like like round one should look like round five, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Or maybe you're a little bit faster at the end or even today's conditioning piece that Dustin did after the uh, functional bodybuilding Five by 200 meter run, the goal is consistent or negative splits. That's a very intentional piece of conditioning where people are probably like, why don't I just hit it as hard as I can every single time? It's like, well, because you're not going to be able to. Right. So then what are we accomplishing? Right. We're teaching you how to bury your face into the wall and then try to not drown. Do you feel like you still see that when you coach? Like within our membership? Oh, 100%. 100%. I see people go and I'll ask them, be like, hey, what's your plan? They're like, all gas, no breaks. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm just like, you probably shouldn't do that. And I, and like, I've, I've prerequisited this to like tons of tons of people in class. I'm like, hey, let's not do that. You know, like I want you guys, when I'm teaching you guys at the board, I want you like the other day, it was a five round piece. I'm like, at your third round, you should be able to speed up round four and five. Yeah. It was the box jump hang clean workout. Moral oh, knows what yeah. I'm talking about. Moral went out a little too hot. Personal attack. <laughs> Personal attack. Robert came up to me and said, what's your strategy? I said, well, I think I was going to start out fast in the middle. I think probably go fast and at the end go fast too. <laughs> 
Yeah, so uh, let's just say round one was a lot faster than round five. Uh, Round one, 30 seconds. (laughs) So like to Tommy's point, like being able to sustain fitness to the point of where like you are in control, Mm -hmm. you know, like you have control of what's going on. And I think that carries over to a lot in life. Yeah. Like, are you impulsive? Are you indecisive? Are you decisive? Like, do you just gas pedal everything and hope it works out? Or do you try to set yourself up for success beforehand and plan and be like, okay, I see this workout, this work, I'm going to suck at that, but I could make up a lot of time at that. So maybe let's go fast on there, slow down here. And how can I keep this to your point consistent? Throughout? That's actually a great point. It's like, yeah, you're in control. Mm-hmm. You're in control. You're dictating how you want to move. You know, yeah. I think they're, I've never thought of it that way. It's a really cool way of thinking about it. Like, here's an honest question for the both of you. Like, ready. Is there anything we're doing internally here that's promoting that mindset of like all gas, no break? Like, or do you think it's just like when people think of CrossFit, when they think of functional fitness, is there like social pressure to be like, man, I gotta like, I gotta go now. Like, I wanna be the guy that gets to the barbell first. Mm-hmm. And then to Moral's point, like I blow up when I get to the barbell. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you guys think? I was Honest question. Totally like, in control. <laughs> I knew what was gonna happen. Just slow <laughs> slowly disintegrating. <laughs> I would say it comes down to, I would say our monkey mind has a hard time letting go of what the ego is. You know, like we really, really want to show off. We really, really think everyone's looking at us. We really think the world revolves around us because we've only ever been us. And that's the biggest issue, right? We've only been ourselves. I know I've said this to you before. It's like we've only been ourselves. And you have to remind yourself every now and then that like the person sitting next to you, I have to remind myself that Moral is a person with his own thoughts, his own opinions, his own secrets, his own demons that I have no clue about. Yeah. But I just think he's moral. And what I see is what moral is. And that's yeah. the box I'm going to put him in, you know. But I'm still going to bury him in this workout. You know, like you, that's... You, the, you think that's, it's primarily ego-driven? I think I think there is a lot of ego that is involved with it. Like if you can't, if you can't pull back and just necessarily focus on yourself or focus on what why you're even here you know like why are we actually here doing this is it am i just sweating am i just trying to burn calories so i can eat that burger later am i just doing this because so like my wife hopefully loves me you know like why why are we coming in here to do this you know like i i would i would ask anyone that anyone who's at the whiteboard and just like looking like oh i gotta i gotta beat this guy or i gotta beat this guy or like oh look at that guy i bet he cheated you know like what like like what is going on in your head that you genuinely believe you have to beat them to find any self-worth in yourself or to your point, like, let's say they come out hot and then they just start cheating their reps. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, like, but I still kind of like, I won the day. It's like, I would have finished that time the yeah, same yeah, time anyway. Yeah. Like, it, I, it, I shaved 10 squats. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I still yeah. would have finished sub three. Uh, just so all the members know who are listening to this, as a coaching staff, we completely know when you're cheating your reps. So we know if you're doing it. <laughs> we, we know. I know um, how long 10 squats take. My, my favorite <laughs> is when we start with a, like a huge set of wall balls. And you guys know this. It takes two seconds to do a wall ball. Mm-hmm. So let's say we're doing 20 unbroken wall balls. And I'm mm-hmm. looking at the clock. Like, okay, anywhere between 33 to 40 seconds. And there's the guy that finishes 10 seconds early. <laughs> it's just like, it's okay, like wait guy. a minute. <laughs> yeah. Did you count twos? Threes? Ones? <laughs> That's my favorite. The ball <laughs> drops and everyone else is still going. I'm like, okay. Wait a minute. Um, do you think – I don't think there's anything we're doing as a coaching staff to promote it. I think we actually – all three of us, Miranda, Morgan, Layla included, are very good at being like, hey, guys, like break it up early. Mm-hmm. Here's how I want you to approach this. But I right. have been to gyms before where it's very much this kind of like blase, like, hey, guys, just going to go hard today. Like, let's go for it. I mean, do you guys think we're doing anything like that? Like, nothing I've seen. Nothing that I've seen. I know I have been at fault of this in the past where I've egged members on because of like I know they have a heated rivalry with another, <laughs> another member. And I'll be like, hey – 
Tommy beat you. Are we going? Or we Tom, going? Tommy did such and such at 5 a.m. What are you doing about it? You know, like I'll kind of egg that on because I know that person gets pushed and driven by that. Like, you yeah. know what buttons to push as a coach for people. Yeah. Whether that's the best button to push, I don't know. Maybe it's yeah. better to be like, hey, so-and-so, let's have you focus on going a little bit faster than you did last week. Yeah. And that's all I want you to focus on. You know, like, okay, your back blew up last week on the three-rounder. So this is a five-rounder. So how fast do you think you need to go? Yeah. You know, versus just like, hey, look what Tommy got. You know, like I've, I've been at fault of doing stuff like that. But as a gym, I don't think we do that. I, I think we very much are in the mindset, at least specifically when I've seen our, t- our staff coaching as, hey, what did you do last yeah. week, right? Like, what was your weight you lifted last week? How can you get better here? I notice your elbows seem a little iffy, you know, like Moral has a knee, back and shoulder thing. Like, what's going on with that today? He's got a full body <laughs> injury. <laughs> well, you guys can't head see it, but Moral's in a full head to toe cast yeah. right now. Like, how, how, how are you doing? You know, I think we do keep it very athlete centric. I, I mean, we're kind of going out of order here, which is fine. But like, let, let's let's kind of pivot to because we've already kind of put our finger on that nerve. The whole idea behind ego and the whiteboard. Mm-hmm. I there's been days where I've gone back and forth about let's just fucking get rid of that thing. Like mm-hmm. let's just throw it out. It's not important. And then I'll ask you guys, don't do it. And <laughs> and you guys will be like, actually, it's productive, and we feel like the clients are actually using it the right way, mm-hmm. right? But do you want to speak to that a little bit of like this idea of like. The importance of the whiteboard, where do you think maybe it's a good thing? And maybe where it's like, hey, guys, like if, if you're kind of using it this way, mm. I want you to rethink about like rethink that a little bit. Because yeah. well, go ahead. I'm, I'm rambling now. Tommy monologuing. No, yeah, no, <laughs> I think I think it's a good use for people that know where they're at as an athlete. Like, hey, I know me and Mark run the same 400 meter time. So yep. Mark got 2637 on this workout. You know, I don't know if that's actually what you got, Mark, but I'm gonna guess. So I'm probably gonna be in that ballpark. Yeah. You know, using it as a way of like, I know how fast this workout's probably gonna be. It's probably one of the better routes, I would say, for the whiteboard. Or like, oh, so-and-so lifted this. They're similar to me. Like, I'm gonna try to like shoot for that number in like a friendly, competitive way. I think is a good use of the whiteboard. Where it gets bad is like, Oh, so and so lifted this. I got to do like one or two pounds more than them just to edge them out, right? You know, like I wire all eyes pointed towards me, gentlemen. We're just digging on moral today, but it's like I want to lift one more pound than said person because that makes me better than them. All of these negative athlete attributes are (laughs) the core of my workout. (laughs) It's like tell me, tell me about this one sixteen and a half pound Z press that happened today. It's like, it's like wait game? a minute, I don't even know. Yeah. It's just like I am going to beat you just because then I can sleep at night. You know, like how like how do you balance that? And like, why do you think that way? You do you know? think a little bit of that is is okay? Like a little bit of competition is okay, but you could take that to an unhealthy level. I think I think negative thoughts have their purpose. Yes. I think there's good merit to them. Like if you're feeling inadequate in a certain area in your life, I think that's a good thing because we all strive to be better and improving. And whether you let that bury you into a deep depression or let you or whether you let that give you energy to become a better person is your choice. And I think there's obviously you want to lean towards becoming a better person using that energy. I think so. I think what Morgan kind of explained to me too for her class is like you you kind of get that 5 a.m., 6, 15, and you, got, you have a sample size, right? Like, mm. hey, we did this workout today. Here's the intended stimulus. I saw how a bunch of people did it, and she mm. said she uses it sometimes to just keep bettering the guidance she gives in further classes. Like, Absolutely. hey, guys, all these people got capped. You want to know why? Because it went <laughs> way too heavy on the dumbbell. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, that's yeah. how she uses it sometimes. Would you guys think that that's like a – 
okay or productive way of using the whiteboard. Definitely. I think yeah. it's a good way to kind of also just improve and level up your coaching each yeah. and every class, you know, like, oh, maybe I didn't note this part where like maybe right. the dumbbell crushed people more than I thought it would, you know? So like being able to touch that and make every athlete that walks in here better, I think is a great, a great way to use it as well for coaches selfishly. The other thing I think about too, is like, it's kind of a ritual that mm-hmm. we do in like in CrossFit or in, in this gym, right? Like the whiteboard is a, it's a, we all come with a whiteboard. It's a ritual that brings intention or focus to what it is that we're about to do. Mm-hmm. Right. Versus like, I think all three of us are so used to just doing it because we've done it for a long time. It's just part of our habit. But if you think about it, like if you didn't have that and we're just like, all right, guys, I'm just going to say go and we're going to start. <laughs> we're just going to do it. Yeah. I can see where it kind of becomes this like, I don't know, like just random. What are we, what are we doing? Like, what's so like the is Robert making today? this up right yeah. now? Yeah. Like, well, just like <laughs> I think for the visual learners out there, it gives them some guidance of yeah. like, okay, I know what's about to happen. Wait, Robert went out of order. Wait, he skipped the reverse lunges. You know, like figuring out like some sort of system to where like we're all on the same page. Yep. You know, this is our page that we're looking at and we're all going to do this together. Creates opportunities to coach. Creates opportunities to coach. Like you go through it, you're able to give guidance. Hey, if, if your goal is performance, here's how I want you to do it. If you're trying to like, if your limiter is toes to bar, here's how I want you to break it up. Right. Like it creates those touch points. Moral, you're going to say something. Go for it. Yeah. So as someone who adds one extra pound and finishes <laughs> one second faster. Tell us why. I would like to provide a dissenting opinion. <laughs> <laughs> so for me, it's not necessarily like, hey, I see Frank squatted X amount. I'm not going to sleep at night unless I get one pound more than Frank. It's more like, okay, I know myself and what motivates me is shit talking. Mm -hmm. And what motivates me is a a little bit of level of competition. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't have a whiteboard and I didn't see what other people were doing, I don't think I would push myself as hard to do more. And I think some people are that way. So what might come across is like, oh, that dude's only worried about the time. Now, mind you, there are certainly people who will (laughs) shave reps in order to be at the top of the whiteboard, right? Mm. But I think there's also certain people who will look at that and be like, okay, I need to push myself further than I was originally going to do because of what I see out there. Yeah. So I think it's a great tool, but uh, maybe it comes across or what I do comes across (laughs) as a little bit more negative than it actually. Well, no, I mean, like, that's a great way of saying it of like, okay, like it's, it's motivating you, inspiring you to want to like push a little bit harder. Like, okay, if like I compare myself to, um, Cameron, you Mm -hmm. know, like, okay, Cameron got X amount on this, like, okay, like let me dig in and see if I can push just a little bit harder. I think there's something healthy about that. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think to your point, depending on the personality, like if you start shaving reps and being like, okay, well, I just decided not to do all the reps, but I beat Cameron. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, I think to, to Moral's point, like, I don't think there's anything negative about it. I think yeah. it's, a, I think it's a good use of energy. I yeah. think it's a great way to kind of go about pushing yourself. And, and certainly there's a control aspect to, to wrap back around to that as well. So like if I see, oh man, Cameron squatted 380 something today, boy, am I going to get him? That's going to happen. Right. But <laughs> if things are within my control, trying to go for that little bit yeah. bit extra or coming out with a workout strategy that in my head hey maybe it was going to work and then mm. um you know unforeseen circumstances happen i think i think to your point more like that's probably more popular at, le- at least some of the guys who like to have fun with mm. it it's more popular in this gym i think the thing that we've been great about is it, the culture is not built around like the guys who do it are honest individuals who like if mm. they if they shit the bed they shit the bed and they don't try to like 
fake sugar coated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just like I had a bad day, or like, hey, like he's just better at me in this workout. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, I think we used to have that problem a lot more a few years back. And maybe it's just like a younger group of people, and most of the people in here are like are just like, hey, like I'm just trying to have fun and like stay active and stuff yeah. like that. You know, I think to our kind of resounding point, it's just kind of the mindset yeah. behind it, right? Like, what is your intention with that? Yeah, we'll get to intrinsic and extrinsic motivation and, and training and things like that. And um, kind of, again, I wanted, we kind of jumped, a, we kind of jumped in my agenda, but that's fine. Like, the last thing I kind of want to wrap up with you guys is like bringing ego into this a little bit, mm-hmm. like pride, ego. You know, it, it's funny how like, I mean, you guys are younger than I am, but how like my mindset has shifted as I've gotten older about like just what matters and what doesn't like. Mm-hmm. I is ego a good thing? Like, can ego be a really good thing in certain circumstances, especially when it comes to this gym and performance and thinking about conditioning and like, what do you guys think? I think so. I think you have to have some sort of self-confidence, you know, and if you want to call that ego, you can. Yeah. You know, I think there's got to be some driving force, you whether the, the shadow, if you want to call it that, to kind of help you tap into your unmet potential, if you want okay. to call it that, or just dive deeper into that energy during the workout of like, you know, I'm, I'm a monster. I'm going to crush this. You know, like yeah. how moral talks about it. I'm the vanilla gorilla and I'm going to get after We're this. close. We're about six pounds away. From <laughs> six the, pounds from away. Vanilla from being... gorilla. <laughs> <laughs> Robert so, said once I hit 185, I can claim that title. Yes. <laughs> Coming and so, up soon. And so I know, I know you've given Miranda a book called The Alter Ego. Yeah. Right? It's, it's figuring out how to use that ego in a productive way. Right. Right. Is what I think it comes back to. Like what's, a, what's the field of play you're trying to compete in? And if you're struggling in that field of play, how can you create an alter ego to be able to perform? Yeah. You know? And I think a lot of people do are hesitant about like, well, I'm on, I can't do this workout. I can't RX. I can't mm. do like, you know, we get stuck in that mindset of like all that, sh- all that shit matters. And you know, me and you will joke, but like, it doesn't matter. It doesn't like, matter. You get no to one form. cares. You, no one cares. Yeah. No one cares. Is no that one. is that fair to say? Can we say that? Like everyone knows, like just so you guys know, no one cares and the coaching staff doesn't, not to say we don't care about you, but like if you have a shit the bed day, I'm not going to hold it against you. I'm actually going to be concerned and ask you like, is everything okay? You mm-hmm. know, like what's going on in your life to where like, you know, we just had a rough day today. Yeah. I'm not judging you based on your performance in, I think in, a, in a gym. Yeah. That would be the last thing I'll probably judge someone on yeah. is like their performance in something like, oh, you got 2738. Like, okay, I'm going to forget tomorrow. You know, like unless like it's a metric that we have to keep track of, whether it's like weightlifted or whatever. It's like, that's your journey and your chapter. Like, why would I compare that to somebody else's? Like, why does it matter? You know, like they didn't have your life. You didn't have their life. Like, it doesn't matter what's actually going on in the grand scheme of things. And at the end of the day, it's fitness. You know, like we're trying to get better. We're trying to supplement our lifestyle. We're trying to be healthy, harder to kill, whatever you want to call yep. it. It's like no one makes it out alive. I think I think, some, I think sometimes. <laughs> can, I, we, can we clip that? <laughs> like I'm t- explain that last part. <laughs> if you were deep, you'd get it. No, like if like <laughs> like no one gets out of life alive. Mm. So like why be that serious about it? Yeah. You know, Got it. get what I'm saying? Like. Once you enter this gym, you, know, <laughs> you won't I want, I want, I want to wake everybody up. 37 is middle age. The average life expectancy is 75. Is it? In wake the, up. In the U.S.? <laughs> yeah. That's brutal. Man, Everyone just got really scared. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's funny. When you put it that way, yeah. I mean, do you think the whiteboard can feed into that sometimes? This feeling of inadequacy, you know, like, hey, like, I, I, I mean, I, I'll work with new members and they're just like, man, like, I just... I feel like unaccomplished. I just couldn't keep up. And like, I'm, mm. I'm, they're so, they're so concerned about what 
everyone else is doing compared to like what they're doing. It's very, it's very common with newbies, you know, and I try to, I try to reframe that for them a little bit, but you guys, what do you guys think about that? I think, I think it's like, it's just that anxiety, right. Of just like, everyone's focused on me. Everyone's thinking about me. Everyone's seeing how slow I'm going. And then that negative self-talk loop, that negative self loop just kind of keeps going and going and going. And you forget why you're even in here. Like, oh, why am I here? I suck at this. Like, look at everyone looking so good and so fit. This is fit. embarrassing. This is embarrassing. Like, yeah. And then everybody, like, you get done. Everybody's high-fiving you. Nice job. All You're like, wait, what? What? I, I just did awful. I did horrible. No one saw you doing, in yeah. your eyes, awful or horrible. You're in the gym trying to get better. No one's going to, or they shouldn't shame you for that. You're here trying to get better. Who am I to say, like, hey, yeah, you know, that was pretty subpar. You should get better. Now, I would jokingly say that yeah. to someone. But at the same time, like, you're here. Yeah. You know, like, I know we've joked about, like, that not actually being half the battle. But it's like, you're putting in the work right now. And I can't hold a flame to you and say, like, you need to stop because this is trash. You know? I think the other thing that people forget, too, is they, they're seeing the end product versus, like, where you began, right? Mm-hmm. Like, what about Thick Rob? Like, oh, yeah. Bring what, him back. Yeah, what was Thick <laughs> Rob like versus, like, elite competitor Rob? And so even during, like, no sweats, I'll be like, hey, guys, like, and I'll show them the picture of my fat face, like, my fat corporate face. But, like, this is this is where I started. <laughs> See that necktie? They're, like, they're like, you look like a normal guy. <laughs> like, this is, like, me, like, 30 pounds overweight. Um, but I'm like, but this is where I started. And, yes, like, you're seeing eight to nine years of, like, dedicated work. But mm. I think people forget about that sometimes. Like, oh, I can't be like that. Well, yeah, because they're eight years in front of you mm-hmm. you know like i don't know what would be like the healthiest thing you could say to someone if they come in and you're like hey Ooh. i've used this quote a lot um it's swimming to the island that might not be there yeah so you might as well enjoy the swimming yeah you know like it's just i think i've talked to moral about that like there's this island in this thing like okay i'm looking at tommy like damn i want to look like that right. you know like i want to get to that point right now you know but it's like you're talking about the beach to kind of quote someone. You're talking about yeah. the beach. You're not talking about packing your bag, getting to the airport, going yeah. through the, delay, the airport delays, going through all the traffic to get to the airport. Like there's a lot of work that goes into that. And it could be close to yours or it's going to be your version of what that is right. if you put in the work and the time. But is it like everything? Will you actually get there, you know, to that one thing that you want? I don't know. What's funny too is and I feel like I feel like you would agree with me on this. It's like when you get there you quickly go to then, okay, what's next? Mm-hmm. So then you kind of learn to fall in love with the packing, the going through security, the, you know, like you learn to kind of just like, hey, this is just a process that I'm going to repeat for the rest of my life. Yeah. Because once you get to the beach, you're kind of like, okay, well now what? It's you like, know? what do we do now? Yeah. Mimosas? Water? You know? Like, what do you do? One of the things that um, I, I didn't want to skip over, but like going going back to just giving people an example of where conditioning can actually be incredibly important for someone at, like even at a high level, like, like you robert so like conditioning for you has looked very different the last 12 months the stuff Mm. that you've been doing do you want to speak real quick about like even in your own life currently as a high performer why slowing down and doing the conditioning that you were doing actually benefited you yeah so for me i was very much similar to tommy like a power athlete like very good at explosive strength type movements and for me the biggest bang for my buck to help me move towards the fancy stuff of the muscle ups, the snatches, the wall balls unbroken, like doing all that super, super cool stuff. I had to sit on a biker rower for like 30 minutes, pedaling like 45 RPMs, <laughs> watching my legs uh, occlude or not occlude, like basically using a moxie sensor to kind of look at oxygen levels, blood levels in my legs and tell me whether or not I was going too fast. Yeah. And sometimes that was too fast for me to see the adaptation that I wanted. Yeah, You know, so sometimes you have to pull back 
to get the one thing you want. You know, like sometimes you need to pull the throttle back and step up 30,000 foot view, like you say, and see the low hanging fruit or see the things that like maybe you were missing that you need more now than ever. Yeah. I think it's just interesting because like to your point, like some people come in here and they're just like, I got to go hard all the time. And like, Mm -hmm. you're the very example of like, you compete in the sport of energy systems and like, for you, it was like, no, it's actually the complete, op- I have to bore myself to tears mm-hmm. on this bike right now. I have right to now. cry like, on this bike yeah. for 30 minutes, just going obnoxiously <laughs> slow because I've just been taught power, 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 speed, 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 speed. And it's put me in a detriment or a deficit in the sport I'm currently at. So like I would get to that eight or 10 minute time window in a workout and I'd be locked up. Nothing I can do. Heart's not strong enough. Uh, mitochondria is not strong enough. Like I'm not pushing anything anywhere. It's just locked. Yeah. And I just wanted to use that as an example of the power of conditioning for someone at like a high level, like, mm-hmm. okay, like metabolic health, general physical preparedness, but even at like the elite uh, level, slowing down, <laughs> you know, yeah. and getting a little bit better at that, especially as a power athlete. Let's pivot hard to, um, hard, right. Boutique fitness, Robert. Boutique. Mm-hmm. Aren't we a boutique fitness? <laughs> According to our <laughs> metrics, we're kind of boutique. boutique. Um, so this has been like a big thing in the last 10 years, this idea of like, uh, you know, first you had like glow gyms or YMCA's and then you had like CrossFit garage gyms. And now you're getting like this huge swing towards like, Hey, this like cardio entertainment, mm-hmm. fun treadmills, whatever, DJ, whatever. Um, Gross. do you want to, why, why do you think the move to cardio? Like this, this idea of why boutique is so focused on cardio heavy stuff. And I want to use this as an example of like where, I don't want to make enemies on this. I don't want to say it's bullshit, but like, I want to say like where we're putting maybe money and profit before, uh, principle based, you know, exercise. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, where do you think this came from? This idea of like, Hey, just as long as we're tracking our heart rate and calories burned and like whatever, like (laughs) you want to dig into that a little bit? Like how can we talk (laughs) about cardio in an unhealthy way? (laughs) Um, I think they just don't know what they're doing to start. And two, they tap into, the thing we're talking about, that self-inadequacy that we talk about every single day or what we're talking about right now about the human, like you need to burn this amount of calories to get to where you want to be. You need to burn this. You need to be in this heart rate, in this splat zone. And once you get to these splat zones, you're going to be level 37 Orange Theory DJ Master. You know, it's like tapping into that feeling of like, oh, that felt really hard. You know, like, so that must have been great for me. Like the endorphins are flowing. The endorphins are flowing. The juices are going. It's just tapping into that feeling of like, oh, I did something, you know, like I really, really did something. It's like, okay, you did, but like, what did it do? Yeah. You know? See, it's funny you say they don't know what they're doing. I think that they know exactly what they're doing. Well, like, yeah, I, I, <laughs> they do know what I, what they're doing. I misspoke on that. But like, yeah, they're like, to your point, they, they know what they're doing in a sneaky, sneaky way. But let's, but let's be, let's be honest about it, right? Like, like, so they're gamifying the experience, right? Mm-hmm. Like whether it's through calories burned or splat points or whatever, it's keeping mm-hmm. people engaged with their fitness to the point where they want to keep coming back and keep like getting better, going harder, right? Yeah. Like, I think that's the only downside of like heart rate, calorie. Like you just are constantly like, well, if I need to get better, the only way for me to do that is just go harder on this treadmill mm-hmm. right now. <laughs> like that's like the only thing Send I can it. do. It's the only variable I can control. Um, and I think because what i've understood about boutique fitness what i've learned and this is like you know i spent the weekend in charlotte with the guys from from metabolic and they they come from like a crossfit background but they're very much boutique now but it's coming from this place of like 
they understand the business model. We have to pack so many people in here in order for this place to be profitable for mm-hmm. in a high end retail space, right? right? That's why you see 40 people in an orange series. That's why you see like 35 people in an F45 in like 2,000 square feet. Mm-hmm. They have to simplify the fitness routine so that it's manageable, right? Like if we had 40 people in this gym and we Nuts. tried to do like a Metcon, it would just be dangerous, right? Like it'd just right. be out of control. And then it's kind of like, okay, so then the most simplest thing that we can do is literally turn these people into hamsters and have them just go as hard as they can, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, like, that's the way that I think about it. And I think, like, gamifying it through heart rate or splat points or whatever, it gives people this buy-in to your point that I'm actually being productive with my fitness. Now, if you were to give people, like, an honest, hey, that's okay. If, like, if if where we're starting at was I was on an elliptical at 24-hour fitness and I was just like, two hours of just that watching mm-hmm. tvs and whatever and maybe now i'm doing some hit training which there's some benefit to that and maybe if you get to the strength floor and you're getting introduced to some primal movements like pulling and pressing and squatting and lunging and things like that like these are all good things mm-hmm. but you know after a while it becomes unintentional yeah. anymore it just becomes activity like what would you tell that person at their point in their journey i would ask them why are you doing it you know like why I would just, I would just ask them. I don't think I would really necessarily tell them anything. I'm like, do you know why you're doing this? Do you think it'd be okay if they said, Robert, the only reason why I'm doing this is because I just, I have a very stressful job and I just want to sweat. And this is what brings me happiness. What would you say? Mm, That's a good question. I would, I would ask them. Ooh, that's a good question. They just, it just brings them happiness. They enjoy doing it. It's like, Hey, like I just, if, (laughs) if I don't do this, I'm not going to do anything. Right. So you're kind of like, well, I'd rather you do something. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or uh, do you want results? Yeah. Do you want to see results? Do you want to look better than you did the past six months? That's where do we you, kind of start, right? right? At the end of the day, everyone wants the basically the same thing. I everyone want wants to, to look good naked. Or they just want to feel like the person who does look good naked, right? Like they want to feel that way. Yeah. Um, so we're all kind of chasing the same thing. And I think it, you can easily be kind of distracted by like more, more is better, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. burning more calories while I'm going to get faster into looking the way I want to look or feel the way I want to feel. But let's be honest, like what about the person inside this gym? I see a lot of that going on too. It's just mm-hmm. at a different part of their journey. You yeah. know, like what are we trying to, like you've been banging your head against the wall doing this, like I would call a very aggressive approach to fitness, you know, and you're not getting the results that you want, but you still keep coming back and we're still not getting better. We're still not doing pull-ups. We're still doing ring rows or like, mm-hmm we need to take an honest assessment of our own gym and be like, what would you tell that person inside yeah. or even our own four walls? What would you say? Yeah. I would say, what is it going to take for you to want to get better? Or do you want to get better? You know, like, what does that look like for you? Where are you at right now? Where do you want to be in two, three months, four yeah. months, five months? Where did you want to be a year ago? Did you think you would still be in this boat? You know, did yeah. you think you'd still be right here? Are you, do you enjoy where you're at? You know, like, do you see any, I don't even want to say issue to put a negative word on it. Like, do you see, any value outside inside of this versus just breaking a sweat yeah like you know and i think like i think sometimes it's okay to just have the answer of it's i'm here to break a sweat Mm -hmm. you know depending on what season of life you're kind of going through right like if you're like hey i just had a kid and like i'm just trying to like i I mean to be honest with my own thing like i i'm supposed to lift at nationals next week that's not happening like i'm not prepared for it because literally I have, you know, my goal is just to be consistent with my own exercise right now. So just coming into group session and moving is my only goal right now. Like now this is the only, this is one season of my life and Mm. maybe I'll get back to being a little bit more intentional about what I'm trying to do. But I think it's okay to be there for a while, but what can we do to be a little bit better? You know what I mean? Like just 
whatever it is, how can we be a little bit better? I think that's the point we're trying to get across today and and all of this. Like, so let's let's talk about like, well, actually, we'll, we'll let's finish up real quick about boutique. So like, I don't see it going away. Mm-mm. There's more stuff coming out. There's more stuff that's kind of repackaging. I think it's actually kind of swinging the other way and getting back to more more towards strength. Mm. So they kind of know that like everyone went cardio. Let's add some more strength in again because you know we're kind of in this churn and burn model. Um, and so it's not going to go away. Mm. But I think the the product that's on that's being put out into the marketplace is still essentially the same thing. Where it's just hey, we're coming in here, we're doing some activity. You're going to get some results depending on where you're starting from. Mm. And then rinse and repeat, right? Right. Um, I just never want that to happen for District H to a mm-hmm. certain point. You know, I was like, I was like, what can we do to get a little bit better, guys? Every yeah. single day. And I think our staff and our owners, is specifically like you and Dustin, have that mindset of like, we come in here, we're looking for improvement, not necessarily in like a negative way, like, oh, what what's going wrong? You know, we're looking for ways to be better every single day, and that's because we're being intentional yeah. with our day to day lives, and like. I don't believe in the saying that like how you do one thing is how you do everything. I don't I don't agree with that. But I think starting somewhere with intention, like even if your life is just a disarray of right. nonsense, like what's one thing today you can control and put some intention towards? Yeah. And I think as long as you just keep having that mindset, even if you kind of know like, hey, right now I'm just trying to get in here and just do something. Mm-hmm. But even within that, I'm trying to get in here and do something, setting some micro goals around what you're trying to do, yeah. you know, I think is... Is where we're hopefully trying to get people to. So let's go to extrinsic versus intrinsic motivation for wanting to work out. Fancy. So you obviously know the definitions of both, right? You want to speak that a little bit? What's extrinsic motivation? Extrinsic motivation, sorry. I would say focusing on some sort of outside source as to why you're doing something. So like, it can be anything quantifiable. Right. Uh, Weight on a scale. Mm -hmm. uh, Score on a whiteboard. Um... I mean, yeah, even just like look getting naked. I mean, that's, yeah, extrinsic motivation. You're looking for something outside of yourself to justify the worth of wanting to do the activity. Mm. Do you have extrinsic motivation for working out? Sometimes, yeah. What does that look like? I would definitely say so. I, I, as a competitive person, want to beat other people. I want to lift a certain weight on the bar. Like I want to push my numbers, like I'm on a ring muscle ups and broken, amount of handstand pushups I can do. I want to push those numbers so I can be the best there is, you know, like that's something I strive for. So there is a little bit of extrinsic motivation in that. Like for you, even like, cause you put in, I mean, well, all three of us really do actually like put in a lot of work with our own fitness. You want to make sure like you're, you're moving in the needle in some direction. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you're so like, you want to have yeah. some sort of measure to like, <laughs> right, Hey, yeah, I'm getting better. Right. I mean, moral to your point, like you kind of use that. Okay. Like this person got this score. I know usually I'm right around that. I can push it a little bit. Like that's an extrinsic motivation mm-hmm. for wanting to perform at a certain level. Yeah. When do you think that becomes unhealthy? Like in your fitness routine? I would say when it's solely focused on just that, when it's yeah. just extrinsic, you know, when you're just looking at those outside sources for some sort of validation or some sort of metric, like, okay, I hit 266 today. You know, I'm amazing. Yeah. You know, like I can sleep. I can, I can, I can love myself, you know, I can look in the mirror and be happy. You know, I think that's when it gets very unhealthy. I think you and I, uh, with Morgan on, uh, yesterday kind of went down that rabbit hole, Like you know, some high end athletes where it was all extrinsic motivation, why they did stuff. And yeah. I think even like, it'd be fair to say some of the highest end CrossFit athletes or even highest end athletes in general, their entire self-worth is wrapped around performance mm-hmm. and extrinsic motivation. Is that fair? 
I would 100% say so. Yeah, you got you 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 would uh, I would know. I would say yes, 100% that there are some athletes out there that are just purely driven by the first place. Yeah, first place. Got to win. First place. Got to win. Championships yeah. or nothing. You ain't first. You're last. You know? And like if if that wasn't there, they wouldn't do the activity. Mm-mm. They probably hate it. Yeah, <laughs> probably hate every second of it. Not enjoying anything, and they just want it's all it's all worth it when they get said thing. You know, and when it's over, it's over. They're like, I don't want to do that anymore. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah. Forget this. <laughs> yeah. Do you, have you ever experienced that yourself within like your own life? Kind of like just question. I got so focused on that and it, to the point where this isn't even enjoyable anymore. Like, yeah, honestly, I think this this past year has been really rough with that. I think I had focused so much on setting this certain goal for myself that I felt my worth as a person wasn't enough based on that. I've I've ridden that line with coaching that like if I don't walk the walk, who am I to talk? You know, like yeah. how how can I sit here and tell these people what to do when I'm not even like at said level? You know, like I feel like I have to be at this level to be able to coach people. You know, and this past year has been a really big one for growth and transformation in regards to a lot of self-worth and a lot of focusing more on the intrinsic versus extrinsic motivation for me. Dude, was it a switch for you or was it like this slow, gradual, like, okay, I'm, I'm starting to feel this and then it kind of just kept building or was there a moment that you remember where like it was like a switch where you're just like, man, I'm just not, I'm not in this anymore. <laughs> like, I think there was a moment when last quarterfinals when I placed about 30 or 40 spots outside of the qualifying spot okay. and I actually finally felt happy for a second. And I was like, oh, I'm really close. Wait, why did that feel so good? You know, like why? Why is that so motivating? It was you a know, bittersweet feeling. It like, was a bitter. Sweet, you're but... like sweet, <laughs> but wait a minute. Yeah. You know, like why? I like I've been grinding and miserable and injuries after injuries and like whatever. But then like I felt that and I was like, oh, that was kind of cool. But at the same time, to your point, it was very bittersweet of just like, wait, why do I feel worthy now? You know, like yeah. why do I feel like a better person or better athlete or coach or whatever just because of this number on this leaderboard? <laughs> Just because I think it might be helpful for listeners who are kind of maybe going through something similar, right? Like, do you want to maybe express a little bit about that journey you've been through in the last 12 months of like that bittersweet feeling to maybe some of the demons you've had to wrestle with and like getting out of the other end and being like, hey, actually, I'm kind of love who I am and I'm fine. Like, Yeah, yeah. I think it's been it's been a journey of like to the point of like feeling that and being like okay i'm so close now like i have to put the gas pedal down yeah you know like i felt that i want to feel that again you know because it was kind of like a lot of this self worth over the years for me had been that athletic performance and like when that wasn't there when i wasn't able to tap into that and prove my worth through that i didn't it wasn't worth anything and so i ended up going and hiring a coach and diving deep into that of like being in the midst of like bike intervals and being like, why the hell am I doing this? Yeah. You know, and like not having a good answer for months at a time, like the intention we're talking about right now. I like, I was pushing. I'm like, Oh, I know why I'm doing this. I know why I want to do this. Like I want to do this thing, but like deep down inside, it's like doing something. And like, it just makes you feel miserable. Yeah. You know, you're like, I'm not actually enjoying this. And like, granted hard work isn't fun, but it's like, I don't even want this that bad. Isn't that crazy when you kind of hit that moment of like, wait a minute, I actually don't really want this. It's like, I don't really care. (laughs) Yeah, You know, it's like, I I just don't even care anymore. And like, I got to the point where I was at the TFX and I literally could not let myself be present for even a second. 
what like, are you thinking? I, I was about, thinking like, constantly about like, oh, I got to do this. So I got to do this. What about the workout tomorrow? Like, am I even enjoying this competition? Like, do I want to be here competing? Am I even as good as any of these guys here? Like, yeah. Like, oh, I qualified higher last year. So I've gotten worse over the past year. Like I did 24th. I got 26th this year. So like, oh, shit, I'm getting worse. Yeah. You know, like and then there's just that negative thoughts part of just like sometimes you just got to do. Yeah. You know, like sometimes you just got to go out and perform and sometimes it's not the greatest, but I literally had my worst performance on my first event and it just wrecked me. Yeah. And the entire weekend, couldn't let it go until like the second or third workout. I was able to finally start like realizing to your point, I think it just happened, honestly, in January where I was like, you know what? This doesn't matter. So like, why not just go all out? Yeah. Why not push myself to the best I can be, pretend no one's here mm -hmm. and just go. I went from finishing 40th or 36 or something and I finished top five in the last workout. Yeah. I didn't make the top 10, yeah. like whatever, but I, I was able to like end the weekend on a high note and be like, you know, I believe in myself regardless of like what this shows, you know, like I was happier this year not making top 10 than I was last year placing top 10. So let's move into intrinsic motivation because I think that's something that you maybe switched into. Like I remember you finishing TFX this year. I don't know if I texted you or I caught you like right when you got back and I was like, man, how'd it go? And you're mm. just kind of like, it, you, you, you said something along the lines of like, I learned a lot. You said something in a way where I, I, I think you had this moment of self-awareness. I don't mm. know. You said something along those lines of like, you know, it was, it was great or I had this moment of clarity or something like that. So let's move to intrinsic motivation, right? Because- mm. Intrinsic motivation for you means what? Generally speaking, not like in your own fitness, but generally speaking, what is intrinsic motivation? I would say just like to that point of like doing something to do something, you know, like you just enjoy doing that thing. So you're going to do it yeah. like you, you wholly want to be a good person. So you're going to be a good person. You know, like there's no other outside motivation towards that. If there was no whiteboard, if there was no competitor next to you, if there was no weight on a scale or number or metric or anything you would still wake up and do it every day just because mm -hmm. it gives you rhythm it gives you happiness it provides you fulfillment for yourself yeah absolutely. i call it like your daily ritual on working on yourself yeah. you know um is that fair to say 100 percent. do you think that's where you're at with your training now yeah i think i think in the midst of like also breaking my knuckle i think it's just kind of opened my eyes to the fact that like i just really enjoy training you know like whether there's another competition i ever do i don't care yeah you know, I enjoy suffering on the bike. I enjoy squatting some heavy weight. You see it as this is my time to work on myself yeah. or deal with whatever it is I'm dealing with in my life. This now is my time. This is my time to battle the demons, choose my suffering, push myself and see where I end up. You know, how do you guys think we get members there? How do we get members to that point? Because I think that's where the good stuff. I, to your guys' point, I think there's a balance. There's mm -hmm. always going to be extrinsic motivation. There's always going to be like, man, like. Cameron beat me by five seconds. Yeah, you know, Still yeah. haven't let it go. Still haven't let it go. Um, I think that's healthy. Like you need a little bit of that because the moral's point, like unless you're just a freaking psychopath, <laughs> you need a little bit of that motivation, right? But like, right. how do you guys think we get people to this? Like, hey, how about you just love being here? And even if like remove the whiteboard, remove sugar wad, it's important to track your stuff. But how about we just enjoy doing this as a way to improve ourselves and bringing intention to the day? How do you guys think we get people there? It's a good question. It's a really good question. Moral, do you have anything off the top? Because well, I feel like Moral, you're in the boat of like you love this stuff. Like you could you could do this every day, and like even if like we didn't have sugar, while you're like, I just love lifting weights and moving and being slanging. You know. Yeah, but I don't think I would be like I would love to just train by myself. Yeah, I wouldn't. 
no music. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah. solo just warrior. Just live with the pain. Yeah. Solo you warrior. love the social element of it. I like the social yeah. element of it. Yeah, I think little it, butterfly. That's, that's what keeps me. Well, not even like you're talking to people, but just like you're around yeah. others and it kind of forces you to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, but as far as like how to get other people to enjoy it, just enjoy without like to Robert's point, mm. just hanging your entire self-worth on outcomes. Like just, mm. hey, how about we just we're happy with we came in today and just did something. Yeah. Maybe it's defining those micro goals. You know, what are those little wins that you can take away from it? Because um, hmm. I feel like, yeah, how do you have that conversation with the person who is shaving their reps because they want to be at the top of the whiteboard? Mm-hmm. Right, because it's like, kind of the same thing. Because right? like the three of us on the mic would be like, "Hey, dude, stop being a dick." Like we know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I love how it's always a guy in my mind. Like <laughs> the, the females never shave reps; they just don't. Care. They just hide it. They hide <laughs> it better. better. They hide it better. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like I've never <laughs> yeah. even thought about. Not here. There's been females in previous gyms where I'm like suspicious of, but yeah. like here, I it never even registered. Right? It's like, <laughs> it's like there's no they're way. Just, they're better than us. There's no way. Always. Um, you know, the, the, us on the mic would be like, hey, like, stop being a jerk. But, like, the mature part of me would pull them inside and be like, hey, like, let's – what's going on in your life to where you feel like, you know, this needs to happen? And mm-hmm. Let's try to dig into that a little bit. I think that the coaching side of me would either be like, how can I help this person? Yeah. Whatever they're battling with. Like, maybe they're going through something where it's like they just need to have that moment on the whiteboard, even if it's not real. I want to like unpack that and be like, Hey, let's talk about what's really going on in your life. Cause if that's the biggest deal in your world, like mm. something else is going on. It's like, what are you running from? Yeah. You know, like you know. what, why, why can't you just accept yourself as you, as you are? Why does, why do you have to be special? You know, like, I think that's the biggest thing that we, I'll say lie to ourselves about that. Everyone feels like we need to be special. Yeah. You know, like most people, 99% aren't special. Mm. So like, why do you have to be special? Yeah. You know, we're going back to, sorry, go ahead and finish your thought. I didn't mean to like interject, but you're saying, okay, like how do we start with the person that's shaving the reps? But how about we just start with like, I mean, I've had people that are like, I just did an in-body and I didn't gain any muscle and I didn't lose any fat, mm-hmm. you know, or like I didn't RX this or like, Hey, I, it was, it was test day today on back squat and my number didn't go up. Mm-hmm. What am I doing wrong? Like, yeah. I, like I've had these conversations all the time with people. Right. Yeah. And I want to say, Hey, it's okay. Like, you yeah. will live to fight another day. Like we've, you do this long enough. You're like, yeah, numbers don't keep going out. <laughs> like no. it just, it just doesn't happen, you know. So like, you got to work a lot harder for those incremental gains. But tomorrow's point, micro goals. So like, mm-hmm. just to kind of wrap up the conversation, practical application. How can we? What are things that we can do within conditioning specifically? Because I'll let Miranda in her blog post speak the strength. What is something in conditioning that we can do to create intrinsic motivation in people and bring intentionality? to their conditioning sessions when they come in here where it's purposeful where it's we're making you one percent better even if you're in that season of life where you're just trying to move Mm. my job is to make you just a little bit better if i can give you something today to make you a little bit better right that's our job as coaches what do you guys think two questions specifically around conditioning right i would say back to the point of you made earlier about like being consistent with the workouts like making each workout consistent right i'm just gonna not stop moving what, no matter how slow that is, I'm going to do my reps. Like, obviously, you break it up as you need to, but just nonstop, consistent, 75% pace. You know, how, I'm just going to yeah. try not to stop. How do we, you know, like, I've even thought about this within programming. Like, how do we reward the person for sustainable fitness versus 
flying out of the gates and winning. You know what I mean? Like I've thought about like, Hey, like, you know, you see in programming sometimes like, Hey, like your, uh, your score is your lowest, mm-hmm. slowest round. You yeah. know, like that's one way to do it. But like, I feel like we can do more of that stuff within programming to just reward the person that's sustainable. Right. Yeah. Like if your first round and last round are identical, you win the day, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, versus like, crushed it and then fell off yeah like your score is the averages of the five rounds you know like whatever it may be something along those lines i think could definitely help Um, yeah guys like slow down you don't need to always be like all gas and no breaks unless the coach tells you to like guys it's a four minute workout Mm -hmm. there is no there's no breaks like we're going but like yeah like i even layla during wednesdays um like rowing assault bike and running interval she's like guys sustainable fitness i want consistent splits or negative splits like mm-hmm. she said it out loud and i love that stuff yeah and then the coach goes even further to say hey like rpm on the bike should look like this or like your pace on the row should be like a thousand cows yeah. you know like stuff like that you know what else you guys think what else can we do probably non-scored workouts right so just we, we got your name on the board today you're here yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't think everything necessarily has to have a score tied to it. Yeah. Like the functional bodybuilding doesn't, but you could even do a similar thing with a type of conditioning workout, yeah. like something that's more like EMOM based. Um, yeah, I think that'd be super easy for people to just be like, okay, I'm going to move for the next 45 seconds until yeah. the next minute. I think we did a good job. What was it the other week where Dustin had like an EMOM style workout, like more was saying, where it was like 45 seconds of rowing, another movement, 45 seconds of biking. It just kind of went back and forth, like yep. 45 seconds. And the focus was sustainable pace. I want those watts or RPMs to look the same round one as they do round four in that 45 second window. I want you to hit the same calories every single round. And I think once you become generally sustainable, then it's like, okay, then what can we do to work on the weaknesses? Right. Mm-hmm. Like for me, it's like, okay. Any type of pressing, handstand push-ups, muscle-ups, it's like, okay, what can I do? I, you, When you worked one-on-one with me, I mean, you were, you would give me, like, progression to be like, hey, like, your goal is to make it look like this every single time, and we're just going to add a couple reps every week, you know? And, like, yeah. so I think once you get sustainable and you understand pace, then you kind of know your weaknesses. I know if it's an upper-body pressing day, like strict handstand push-ups or just strict Z-press or whatever it is, like, I know that I need to probably work on that. And maybe that's a strength issue. Maybe that's just like more exposure, whatever mm-hmm. it is. You can start to kind of be more intentional about it that way. You know, not to say that it's going to make you healthier. It's not going to make you go to the CrossFit games, but like it's going to add intention to or bring, make you present mm-hmm. when you're here at the gym. Yeah, right. <laughs> absolutely. So you can actually give more value to this hour and just yeah. be here, you know, versus like hiding from things. And I think as a coaching staff, we need to ask those questions with people, mm-hmm. you know, like I know like sometimes you jokingly will ask people like, hey, like, are you trying to be the same? You're trying to be better. <laughs> you know, you want to get better? You want to say the same? Yeah. You want to be better? You want to say the same? That's just kind of a way of like kicking someone in the ass to be like, hey, how about we just go a little bit more today? Mm-hmm. Like, anyway, we can go down the rabbit hole later on, like is more always better. But that's that's, that's a separate conversation we can have. Anything you guys want us to say to wrap this up about conditioning? I don't know if we necessarily blew anybody's mind. I don't know if we necessarily like brought a different mindset to it, but hopefully people just kind of understand that like, Hey, after a while you are metabolically healthy Mm. after a while you are fit, you know, after a while, like you're going to be fine, but how do you still bring purpose to this so that you are focused on intrinsically motivated things and not Mm. just always constantly worried about having a faster time or beating somebody else or stuff like that. I think that's, that's kind of the point I wanted to kind of get across and, us to have an honest assessment of like, Hey, we're not, 
we're not so far away from boutique fitness if all we're doing and rewarding is things that are just more is better or mindless programming or mm. you know we're we're guilty of that too you yeah. know to a certain extent so let's not be yeah anything else guys awesome. that's solid easy enough easy hope you guys enjoyed uh i know the first part was heavy like uh science-based physiology stuff hopefully the last 30 to 40 minutes has been kind of fun so Hell anyway yeah. enjoy Rich. the rest of your week you guys and we'll be on i think in two weeks moral and i agreed that we're going to get dustin Ma back on the mic and let's we're gonna, go we're going to talk specifically around working around injuries what he sees and how you can still kind of make progress in fitness even though